Hi, I'm Bo Humphreys, and this is The Personal Finance Show. This is a special episode of The Personal Finance Show during the COVID-19 pandemic. There's a lot going on right now, and I haven't done a podcast episode since September 19th, 2019. So just over six months ago is when I uh, took a little break. And there's a lot to uh, update on, so I'm just going to start there. This may be a weekly thing or maybe just a, a one-time update, but uh, I feel like it's the time to come out of a semi-retirement or sabbatical to talk to everybody because everyone's in social isolation. Everything is uh, happening uh, from home right now. I'm working from home. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about that too, what I've been doing. I think we should just go back to the start. This is going to be unedited and... Uh, uncut basically i'm talking until my baby wakes up i'm watching him on the monitor right now so baby henry is just over a year old now he was born on uh, february 1st 2019 so that's kind of what i've been doing for the last year as well as making some podcasts uh, for uh, the first part of that but you know about a year ago today i was uh, just trying to figure out how to be a new a new dad and a new parent you know we were both uh, able to stay home because i was uh, still off making podcasts and trying to make uh, money on my own, but mostly living off uh, money that I had saved from previous years. And I decided to uh, make weekly podcasts. So I was going to continue to make podcasts weekly. Uh, as soon as the you know baby was a little bit older, I, I took a break. I set some up uh, to run during February and March. And in April, I started up again uh, trying to uh, book guests and and get uh, weekly and well by September I got to 100 episodes so September 19th I published my 100th episode and then I decided uh, to take a break I recorded the last episode at FitCon in uh, Washington D.C. with some uh, pretty great people then I did some training with Hoyes Michaelis for my future job which was to be uh, an insolvency counselor BIA insolvency counselor and that's what I do now full time at the end of September. Um, my wife went back to medical school, so I became a full-time dad for three months, a stay-at-home dad, which uh, was a really uh, great experience. I recommend uh, all new parents. Somehow, you know, maybe it doesn't make any sense to stay, uh, to be like the primary parent uh, if you're the one working or if your spouse is working. You know, sometimes it just works out that way, but there were times when uh, my wife was working 12-hour shifts or even 24-hour on-call rotations, and we would go and visit her at the hospital for 20 minutes during her break. So it, it, it gave me an opportunity to figure out, you know, what it's like to uh, be a single parent, uh, at least you know, temporarily, and it's tough, um, even just for a day, to do everything yourself. I definitely don't, don't envy uh, single parents in that respect, absolutely. That that was uh, enough uh, for me to to realize what it might be like to do it all the time. And having two parents is important, I think, just to be able to have some sanity, have some life of your own, perhaps, right? Just to be able to take some time for yourself. So, I got to do that, and and uh, we were going to do that until uh, we got daycare, and uh, we ended up getting a couple of days of daycare to start part-time in December but really we got full-time daycare in January and uh, that's when I 
I completed, you know, I, had, I had written my exam in October for the BA Insolvency Counseling, and I, I passed that, which is great. Uh, Doug Hoyes has been uh, very supportive in that, uh, obviously, I couldn't start work until we had daycare because, you know, medical school is uh, very busy, and, uh, you know, he just knew that um, I was going to have to have some daycare set up before I started full-time. You know, Doug was patient, which was great, and I started January, and I'm that's what I do full time now. And of course, uh, a lot, a lot of things have changed in the last week. So, uh, you know, as a BIA insolvency counselor, what I do is um, I meet exclusively with people who have already filed for a bankruptcy or a consumer proposal with Hoyes specifically. They have to filed with us. Hoyes Michaelis and insol- licensed insolvency trustees the two options for not paying 100% of your debts in Canada are bankruptcy and consumer proposal. And as some of you know, listening, I filed a consumer proposal myself 11 years ago, back in 2009. So I'm obviously a big fan of the process, whether I you know work for a company that offers that service or not. Uh, I've been through it, so I know that it's very helpful, um, and it was for me. Um, of course, you know, it's not for, it's not the perfect option for everybody. So when somebody comes in, the, the trustee or an associate does an assessment and, and uh, you know, helps find the right option. Uh, I'm not going to talk that much about uh, that and, and uh, what's good and what's not. Uh, everyone's very specific. And that's why, you know, if you think that you need help with your debts, you really should just, you know, go to hoyes.com, uh, H-O-Y-E-S.com and, you know, fill out the, the form online or, or give us a call. And uh, then somebody will uh, help point you in the right direction. Everything is free. Uh, you don't pay any money until you actually uh, sign and uh, start um, the proposal or bankruptcy. Uh, no money up front. That's a really important thing. Uh, we really don't want anyone to have to pay for a consult. Some, some uh, places charge for that, and uh, it's not right. The money comes afterwards, and the idea is... The whole idea is we're supposed to reduce the amount of money that you're you owe or you're paying, right? That's the the whole goal. So give us a call, especially right now, just to figure out what your options are. The best thing is to listen to uh, the Debt Free in Thirty podcast. I'm going to put links to the last two episodes, including the episode that I was on the last uh, so the last three episodes. I was on the last episode before the world turned upside down. I guess if you are a Hamilton fan, you'll know what I'm talking about. This is uh, really an unprecedented time that we're in. And if you're listening to this in the future, hopefully everything's not still like this. But, you know, today it's uh, March 29th, uh, 2020. It's early morning, so I don't even know. It could be some things have happened, more developments. But what, what is happening is 20,000 new cases every day or 100,000, depending on how we're going around the world. And, uh, you know, cases mean uh, there's some of those are deaths as well or, or the, the death count keeps growing as well. But what we're all doing right now is uh, social isolation, social distancing, physical distancing, working from home. Uh, the idea is the virus, uh, a virus can't spread if uh, uh, you don't get in contact with anyone. That's probably the most obvious thing to people, right? If uh, a virus can't just sort of walk out of the door and walk down the street and go into somebody's house. Uh, I mean, I I hope that there aren't any viruses like that because that 
really kind of crazy. If that was possible, I don't know if anyone would be able to avoid it at all. But for right now, we kind of have to at least be in uh, closer than uh, six feet uh, or two meters or, or from, you know, from each other to be able to transmit this kind of stuff. So we're all just trying to not do that. And one of the main things is uh, asymptomatic carriers. So that, that means uh, as someone can be totally healthy, you know, even a, a baby, for example, uh, could be totally healthy, no symptoms. And a lot of babies don't even develop really heavy symptoms, but that, that doesn't mean they're not carriers. So, you know, you're just walking down the street or you're going to the grocery store with everybody who's healthy and uh, you meet other healthy people and and even maybe you're all going to stay really healthy, but then you all come in contact with somebody else who um, is not as uh, uh, safe from the virus as you are, and then uh, they get really sick, right? And maybe they die. And that's the idea here is nobody knows who has symptoms. Everyone's telling me that uh, I think it was SARS, uh, the last uh, coronavirus that existed out there, that you would not be contagious until you already had symptoms or something like that. You know, I'm not a, um, I, I, I don't know about this stuff, but uh, it's just what I'm hearing. So like the idea is like some other uh, viruses aren't really like the one that's happening now. Uh, you would just know you'd be sick already and then you isolate. And so there was no chance that you pass the virus on. Well, that's, that's a possibility for some uh, viruses, but this one is not like that. It's like almost the opposite. You don't know that you have it, and you might not even exhibit symptoms for like two weeks. So you could be like hanging out with hundreds of people over that time if you're like, you know, if you play sports or if you do uh, any kind of group activity, and then you just, you're passing it on to, to somebody else, right? We're not used to living that way. We're not used to uh, thinking that, hey, maybe I'm contagious with this thing I don't even know that I have. And so that's why this all seems kind of, you know, it's it's all really intense because right now there's a state of emergency in in uh, my province, the province of Ontario, like, and that's the thing. Everything changes every day, right? Like every day feels like a week. Everything's just moving so fast. Some people are totally like social isolation, and some people are still. What's the big deal? Because we're like it's moving so fast, nobody's really on the same page yet and so that's what the government's trying to get us all on the same page saying okay here are the actual like changes in the laws and these are the things that you have to do so you know if you're not really sure what to do and you're listening to this today you know just you know go check out the government sites and see what the actual rules are and try to follow those rules you know i'm not going to tell you what to do as i think about this uh, podcast and the reason i started it in the first place is i just want you to have all the information that you need you know, financially, just to live your life, you know, because to live your life and take care of your finances, you have to, you know, take care of yourself, your personal mental health, physical health. So you can't really, you're not going to be able to make money doing something if you're sick with a virus or, or if you go out and spread all this stuff around and then nobody can leave and make money. Really what's happening, one of the biggest financial thing that's happening right now is everybody is, well, everybody's losing their jobs. I got really lucky. I, uh, you know, I joined a company in January that, um, funny enough, not set up to work from home at all uh, two weeks ago. Not even a thing, right? Not even a concept. It, uh, if anyone's like, can I work from home? Well, maybe they could make a phone call from home. Maybe that's the, the most they could do. But could, would they have access to our, our uh, insolvency software, our, our database, 
uh, our, our phone system. We, we're still working on that one. Emails, different uh, ways to communicate internally in a secure way. Like that's the whole idea with a lot of, we have a lot of information that is very, very personal. So it has to be uh, secured in, in a way digitally, right? So working from home means uh, you have to have a secure box, um, like a, a, a secure computer uh, with uh, you know, hardline access to the internet, like a ethernet connection, not over everything over Wi-Fi, right? So like the idea there is that's not something that is really feasible unless you really have to do it. But what uh, you know, Doug Hoyes and Ted Michaelis uh, decided to do as soon as, uh, like right from the beginning when we were figuring out, okay, it looks like everything's going to be shut down. They're like, okay, let's start making the arrangements. Uh, let's see you know, who has the capacity to work from home, who um, wants to, because at that point it, was, it wasn't even a mandatory thing yet. I mean, just, I'm talking like a, a week and a half ago. Right. It's like everything moves so fast. But whoever uh, felt like they uh, first of all, if you were sick, of course, you got to go home or if you felt sick or you, you needed to be isolated because you were exposed to someone. But then uh, the other thing is if you felt uncomfortable uh, meeting with people, which is where I was uh, sort of at, uh, last last Monday or I guess a week ago, Monday. When, just before, like the day before uh, daycare closed down and then my, my wife's uh, medical school closed down and, and they both, you know, uh, in terms of timing, got sent home at the same time. So that was good in that, uh, you know, we we didn't have to, I didn't have to stop working and she didn't have to stop school to take care of the baby. Uh, it all just kind of happened that way. And I, so I just kind of isolated in my office until we had work from home access, which still, even though the commitment was to get everybody working from home, it still it took some days to get it uh, get it done. And then by, I think by the Wednesday or the Thursday, everybody had to uh, work from home pretty much or isolated in an office. Uh, but we had we had the ability to do so, which was really good. And so um, I guess a week ago Friday, um, so I, I started working from home. So the last week, I had I did a whole week working from home, and then as of Tuesday, um, they shut down uh, all non-essential services. And I mean the the whether we're essential or not, uh, um, I don't know if that was ever determined. But the idea is everybody's working from home now. That that's the new reality. Uh, so. I'm very lucky that I can do that. Uh, but you know, my job is to meet with people every day, um, now on video, who are, have just filed for insolvency. And so I'm um, meeting some people who are in a similar position to me and that can work from home and their income hasn't been affected, and which is good because they need income right now. They don't have credit anymore. They don't uh, likely don't have any savings. There's a reason why they filed, right? If they had savings, they probably used it to pay down debts earlier or try to not come in to see us. So everybody's in a different situation. And I'm, I'm meeting with people all day and some of them have the capacity to continue to pay and so, uh, to continue to pay off their proposal or, or pay into their bankruptcy. And uh, some don't anymore. And so that's what we have to kind of deal with. And so, yeah, if, I mean, if you're listening and you're uh, a client, especially if you're in that situation, definitely just give us a call so we can talk about what the possibilities are. And everybody should listen to the Debt Free and 30 podcast episodes that Doug is doing, updating everybody on what to do in this situation, right? Because there's a lot of nuance here and, and I'm not necessarily qualified to talk about it, uh, but Doug is. 
And uh, that's what I want everybody to do is, is go, there's a lot of resources out there. So like in Can- I'm going to sp- speak about Canada, of course, because uh, the situation in the States is really complicated and I don't want to talk about it. But some people that are talking about it in the States are, are um, uh, some of my uh, uh, good uh, podcast colleagues. Um, you know, Money with Friends is a great sort of daily. I think they're doing it daily now, almost every day. Uh, it's a Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebell. Uh, just talking about the news, uh, really. They uh, they they pick an article and and they talk about that in the morning and um and uh, I think it used to be called Money in the Morning. And Second Benjamins, uh, they're they're doing episodes. It, it, you want to find podcasts that are um like not like mine. Uh, you know, I'm I'm deviating from the normal uh, uh method of the personal finance show, which is just telling somebody's story. Um, that would be usually be evergreen and it doesn't you know matter whether we're in 2020 or 2025 right their money story is their money story uh, and what they're doing now it doesn't really matter what year it is but for this kind of stuff uh, it does matter and the reason I'm deviating is because I want to uh, talk about this and I realized I have a platform for it and I just want to talk about what I'm doing and the stuff that's out there, and I'm not here to give you any uh, uh, advice. I, I, I realize I'm I'm not really uh, um, here to give advice. Even in my uh, everyday job, I'm not really telling you what to do. I'm just talking to you and giving you information. Right? Uh, we're talking about what works for you, what what would help you, and so the way for me to help you in this podcast is to just talk about the things that are out there uh, that might be helpful. Uh, so that's resources like podcasts and, you know, uh, Hoyce Michaelis for in terms of debt issues if you're in Ontario. The government cites, you know, one of the, the ones that I like uh, for Canada, Matthew Seawick. So he created this um, really good infographic. I'm going to post a link to the infographic in the show notes. And uh, it's basically, uh, he called it Navigating the Canada Emergency Response Benefit. Go and find that. And of course, you know, none of this is official stuff. It's just his interpretation and uh, of what are the options for you in Canada if you need assistance. The situation you could be in right now, um, there's a couple of different situations we, c- we could all be in. Number one, you're still working in the same capacity as you were before. Hopefully it was something that you um, could do without much contact with people uh, or maybe uh, you just have no choice or you're an essential service if you maybe you're on the front lines at a hospital and I mean that this is you know these are the people that are you know taking the highest risk and uh, uh, the people that you know we should all be very appreciative of because without people in hospitals what would we do you know maybe you're one of those people and uh, uh, you have no choice uh, so the I mean the plus side is you're you still have a job you're getting paid fine so you don't need assistance uh, maybe you're even getting extra pay and extra hours right I mean the, there's a lot of uh, pros and cons to this situation but at least one of them is not uh, no money the other side of it is you're working from home like me uh, very lucky to be able to be isolated but also be able to still get paid and still be able to help people and do your job that's not everybody you know, right if you work in a, where you have to have contact with people, that's not something you can do from home. Say uh, hair or um, a tattoo or uh, any kind of cosmetic stuff, right? Like you can't do that remotely. And a lot of it is not essential. It can be. It can wait. 
right? Um, I didn't get a haircut for a year and a half in the last two years. Like I, I waited that long between haircuts. I know that it's not uh, detrimental to uh, your life to not get a haircut. It might make you feel better. It might make you feel like you're more uh, you or together or you get, you know, that to, for your own style, but it's not something that we have to do to live. And that's, that's kind of where we're at right now. It's the things that are out there. We have to make that choice. Do I need this? Do I need this to live? Is this something that is um, something that can wait? And so maybe you're one of those people and now you either are, you know, you're working for somebody and you had to be laid off or you're self-employed and you have no business, you had to shut down. So the two options for you are uh, employment insurance, EI in Canada, and uh, this new Canada Emergency Response Benefit. So uh, check out the infographic that, that Matthew made. Two categories. Are you, do you qualify for employment insurance? And if you do, you probably applied already. But I think a, like a million people applied to EI in a week. So they kind of realized that's ridiculous. And the system is not set up for that. So they created this Canada Emergency Response Benefit, which... You know, remember all this stuff changes every like every day. So just everything that I'm saying, uh, don't take it as like this is the the way that it's that it is now. And just remember, none of this stuff I'm giving you is advice. I'm just telling you where to go to look for stuff. And even Matthew's um, chart, it could be out of date by the time that you're listening to this. The Canada Emergency Response Benefit, it is taxable, but they were saying that they're going to deduct 10% uh, tax off the top. Well, then, then I think the next day they change that. It's going to be $2,000 you get, but you're going to pay tax on it later. And then that could change again. So the idea is you want to keep on top of all this stuff. And if you're looking at a document or a blog post or anything or listening to a podcast like this, just make sure it's the most up to date. Like use the podcasts and the blogs and all that stuff as a uh, guide uh, to learn about things, to learn about where's my starting point, and then go and find the like up to date details, um, or you know if there's a if you can call the government uh, or ask them. I'm sure things everything's overloaded, but if there's uh, if there's any way to determine what that is, for example, so the current information right now, the the Canada Emergency Response Benefit, it's for you know self-employed people uh, and and contractors. And uh, even people who qualify for EI, but uh, the EI is taking forever and you're not on it yet, you, you get 2000 a month payable for up to four months. The starting point is you lost some income. So you have to have lost income. Like, for example, I haven't lost any income, right? But, you know, if my wife goes back to school or if one of us has to take time off uh, to take care of the baby because the baby doesn't have daycare because uh, of COVID-19, that's one of the reasons. So like you lost income because you're sick, quarantined, and because you actually lost your job, uh, you have to take care of a family member or a child that is sick or home from school or daycare. Now, like there's like a billion kids home from school right now around the world. That's what I heard. It's crazy numbers, right? This is really unprecedented times and schools are the place where this, these things just breed, right? And daycare um, you know, everyone's saliva is all over everybody else. Just, they put their mouths on everything in, in daycare. You know, my, my son's just over a year old. Uh, he, that's how he learns about things. It's putting things in his mouth. So if he's got COVID-19, uh, everybody's getting it. And 
speaking of uh, my baby, he is just waking up now. So, you know, this is a good uh, place to end it for today. I'm going to put a couple of links in the show notes. I feel like this is something that I want to do every week while this is on, uh, while we are all still at home until we get the... uh, the word that we can all go out and and even if we can gather in groups more than five people, which is not the case right now. So until then, see you later. Bye.